this is the story of a lovely lady who was bringing up three very lovely girls. Here go. Oh God, no. <laughs> I don't know those songs lyrics. How do I you not know that? Everybody knows that it's the Brady Bunch I, theme song. I've never watched a single episode of the Brady Bunch. That's just that's an old people show. Good grief. <laughs> Hey, hey, we're back. I'm Nicole, I'm the mom. And I'm Mira, and I'm I'm the daughter. <laughs> we took a long and unexpected hiatus. Um, yep, due to a lot of things. Life stuff, uh, COVID. Um, COVID has now transfigured into a vaccination situation, so... <laughs> so hopefully, so we're hopefully good. This is we can be a bit more regular. The first time we've sat two feet apart from each other without wearing masks, and it's kind of weird. <laughs> Did you get another nose piercing? I have had two nose piercings for a very long time. You were the first person to see me with two nose piercings because uh-huh. you picked me up from Ontario, which is where I got my second nose piercing. Okay, I guess you are literally the first person who saw me here with it, and it's been over three years. Haven't seen face in quite some time. Just, okay, it's fine. It's been a while. <laughs> so, what happened was, Mira got a diagnosis. <laughs> yes, um, very exciting. So obviously, um. Life was one of the things that interrupted us doing things, and one of the life things for me was uh, being sick. <laughs> yeah. For a long time. For like, well, started when you were about 15. Yeah, around there is when it got like to a noticeable level where it started to impact things, I would say. <laughs> yeah. And it was a lot of, um, well, I guess really what the start was like food intolerances, vomiting, tiredness. Tired, yeah, extreme tiredness really and tired. things like that. And it took uh, eight years to get a diagnosis. Yep. And you've been to about a thousand doctors. Approximately, yeah. <laughs> and about 999 said, that's all in your head, you're just making it up, you're crazy. Yeah, actually, uh, one, of my, one of my fun facts is that 60% of patients get told that it's anxiety or all in your head. <laughs> yeah, heard that Which a lot is of fun. <laughs> yeah, well, there was that time I took you to emergency when you were, oh, how old were you, like... 16, 17, I want to say, because you'd been vomiting for like 20 days straight. (laughs) And the doctor said, yeah, that happens sometimes. And I said, no, it doesn't. (laughs) And they said, are you anxious? That's probably what it is. And it was very frustrating because I went with you to tons of appointments Mm -hmm. to like advocate for you. And they just wanted to say, it's in your head, it's in your head, it's in your head. And finally, so we just kept going to see different doctors. It's like, okay, that doctor didn't work. Let's try a different one. Let's try a different one. And finally, a doctor said, have you ever seen a cardiologist? And she had not because we didn't really think about that because your stuff was all like sort of gastrointestinal and and then other weird random Symptoms, yeah, sort of a so sort of a hallmark, that. weird web of seemingly unrelated things until <laughs> until and so she was like, no, have not seen a cardiologist, and so this GP said, well, I think you should see a cardiologist and set up the appointment, and the cardiologist, uh, as soon as we got there, did your blood pressure sitting down, and then he said, okay, now stand up, then he did your blood pressure again and said, you can feel that, can't you? Wow, that's, what was it? Your blood pressure dropped 50 points, I think? 
something um, like that? Well, my heart rate increased or about increased, 50 I points. Say. 50 and then points, yeah. my blood pressure, I think, went up a little bit. Because some people don't have a blood pressure increase and some people do. And uh, he said, so within five minutes of seeing the cardiologist, he said, oh, well, there's definitely a serious problem here. There's something going on here, yeah. And that was after eight years of just relentlessly seeing doctor after doctor after doctor because it was there was clearly something there and no one would believe it mm-hmm. they just wanted to say it's in your head it's in your head and at one point you were like okay send me to a psychiatrist then because this is in my head i can't live like this so somebody help me work it out man like if it's all in my head then why is anyone doing anything about it being all in my head yeah. clearly there's something very serious going on if so many people are dealing with this in their head itis so right <laughs> and so final diagnosis was pots which stands for postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome some people say postural um tachycardia syndrome either one is good (laughs) and so okay so what is it say what it is um basically those words mean uh my body doesn't tolerate being in certain positions properly my heart specifically um so usually when people stand up their body accommodates for gravity their blood vessels and heart and muscles and stuff will sort of constrict and tighten up and you know tighten up the ship so that your blood can get where it needs to go in spite of gravity and my body just doesn't really do that so my blood pools in the lower extremities and doesn't get where it needs to go and i can pass out if i stand up for too long or too quickly or am just upright for too long even sitting can be (laughs) something that makes me feel lightheaded and a little funky so really good time that's kind of the hallmark symptom that's the one it's named after the fainting after standing being upright your heart rate getting too high for whatever reason yeah because you can stand for about 15 to 20 minutes before you start to yeah to faint and like (laughs) some days some days are good and i like you know go for walks and stuff and it's fine or i'll like clean and you know be upright for like an hour or two and it's fine and whatever but like I won't act like I don't take a nap after (laughs) so basically the structure of your heart is good but the electrical system that moves the blood through your body is not good um from what I understand your like autonomic system is just like in control of all of the all of the subconscious things. It's like your base brain stem kind of your lizard brain. Yes, your lizard brain. It's kind of in charge of all of the all of the base things and mine malfunctions, which is why POTS is under the dysautonomia umbrella. Your autonomic system is malfunctioning. And so just that's why it causes so many things like my eyes don't dilate properly in the sun so it's like always sunglasses and you know it causes you to sweat more than normal even if you're cold because your body just like can't it doesn't understand it's not picking up the right stimuli it's not adjusting the way it should which is why your heart rate gets funky because it's not adjusting the way it's supposed to it's not doing what it should so your autonomic nervous system is also in charge of your sympathetic nervous system which is which is in charge of your fight or flight response which is why people think it's anxiety sometimes even when they are the ones dealing with it because it makes your heart race it makes you feel hot it feels like anxiety in some ways sometimes but it's also very different (laughs) well and isn't it like your body is almost constantly in a state of fight or flight sometimes yeah i mean from what i understand it just like affects that whole system and because fight or flight is involved 
in that it gets affected pretty heavily, which is why you have digestive issues and stuff, because the opposite of fight or flight is resting and digesting, which you can't do properly if you are consistently in fight or flight mode. Right. Yeah. So bloating is also a real fun symptom. <laughs> Vomiting, nausea, good times for everybody. <laughs> um, what, a, what other... Uh... Thing. Well, the brain fog, that, that one affects you quite a bit. Yeah, brain fog is a really bad one, which is um, why I brought my pen with me with my book, so that I could add notes if I remembered things <laughs> while I was coming here, because the brain fog, oh, it, it is something else. <laughs> Coping mechanism. Well, and it's like, like, it's affected, that's affected you significantly because you have tried to go to school three different times now, mm-hmm. and haven't been able to do it because nothing you're not absorbing the information because you're so you're you're the brain fog is so bad that you can't pay attention to what you're studying and you know yeah the last few years of high school was really (laughs) really difficult too yeah and and then the thing too is that you can be relatively okay one day and not able to get out of bed the next day Mm -hmm. and people with pots usually to get better as the day goes on morning is generally not yeah. good. Some some people find that like if they have a very strict schedule that they keep to then mornings are fine kind of thing and I do find that if I keep to a stricter schedule that's okay mm-hmm. but usually that strict schedule involves me waking up very early so. But you have time to adjust. Yeah so that it like allows me time to like adjust in the morning and like as fun as waking up at five in the morning is yeah. not my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> and POTS is, affects mostly females, right? Yes. It's like, wasn't it like... It's about 85 to 90%. 90%. Yeah, okay. And, surprise, surprise, misdiagnosed for an average of four years before, either misdiagnosed or just people are brushed off and told that they're making it up, basically. And that does depend on the country. It can be anywhere from like four or four and a half years to around like seven to eight years, depending on what country you live in. Canada's one of the bad countries for it. (laughs) Canada's one of the longer running ones, I believe. Yeah, I think it's closer to six, I think. (laughs) And they're gone eight years before. Yeah. And then the problem with that, too, is because your diagnosis took so long and there was no you know, nothing being done in all that time Mm -hmm. to sort of um, halt things. Um, A lot of sort of parallel systems get thrown off like uh like your digestive system and mm-hmm. things like that like it, it makes it significantly worse because all those other um parallel systems in your body get uh stressed mm-hmm. and, and worn out from not other things not functioning so it's the longer it takes to diagnose the longer it is to kind of unwind it and make somebody relatively functional yeah because i mean one of the things is that like exercising is really (laughs) difficult when you have POTS because your heart rate just gets so high so quickly and it feels like you're dying. Um, (laughs) But here's the thing, Um, if you exercise regularly like five plus times a week, then it can be one of the things that helps your symptoms be less severe. Some people find that it's like very helpful, but working up to the exercising five plus times a week is like living hell on earth. It is <laughs> horrible. It feels terrible because your body, it's not that it gets like deconditioned, it's that it's hard to condition in the first place. So like, you know, it's just hard to build up stamina and stuff when you 
feel like you are dying constantly when you're doing this because your heart rate just gets so high so quickly because you're going like up and down and up and down and like you know think about it like jumping jacks and like sit-ups and stuff you're like moving a lot and the way your heart and head are located and stuff it's not great if one of the things that you do sometimes is pass out when those are in the wrong positions <laughs> right yeah um so what sort of things are you okay so diet that's been a big thing mm -hmm. for for you because you found some things that you've got some pretty i wouldn't say food allergies maybe but really significant sensitivities too. yeah and I, I don't know if that's necessarily the, the pots itself but because other systems got so stressed because it was undiagnosed for so long it, it could be from that could so, be agitated <laughs> yeah. so you like dairy is really hard for you yeah um well there was a point in time when all you could eat was rice without throwing it up so <laughs> mm -hmm. not a whole lot of nutrients going in your body mm -hmm. um yeah. you can't really have any any animal products really like no, no eggs no meat no dairy honey's okay but not a fan <laughs> but you're not a fan so essentially you have to you have to eat a vegan um diet or Fun for me plant-based or you're in a lot of pain yeah a lot of discomfort definitely um <laughs> and then you have magic pants <laughs> yes um, so there are things that you can do to assist yourself if you're like listening to some of the symptoms and you think, oh man, my heart rate gets really fast when I stand up. Maybe I have this. That's terrifying. What can I do to help? <laughs> there are some things that doctors recommend. So I have a very high salt intake in my diet. I have the aforementioned magic pants, which are compression socks. I wear thigh high and waist high compression socks. So they're like tights or like thigh-high stockings that are uh, real tight. Um, <laughs> and you have to put them on like before you even get out of bed in the morning, before your blood has a chance to head downwards. Yeah, which is why I don't wear them every day, because I'll be honest, waking up in the morning, not my favorite time, don't usually feel the best. So sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm like, not today. It's not happening. I can't <laughs> struggle to put on socks for 15 minutes before I even sit up. Um, it's not happening today, and it just doesn't happen. I am not wearing them today, because today was one of those days. <laughs> but they do help um, keep blood from pooling in your lower extremities, and uh, unfortunately one of the things that that means is that you have to shower at night. <laughs> okay. If you wear them regularly, you have to shower at night, because standing up in the morning to take a shower will make your blood pool in your extremities pretty severely. And uh, being hot in the hot water, standing up for 15, 20, 25 minutes, it's going to make your blood pool pretty bad. So you want to put your socks on and keep showering for later in the day. <laughs> yes. And then there are a couple of different types of medication that work for some people, which you haven't tried yet. Yes. And I want to be clear that those medications aren't FDA approved. There are no FDA approved drugs to treat POTS and there are no like treatments out there. There are just things that you can do to help treat the symptoms. And sometimes prescription medication will have the like, what do they call that? Like a side effect. Off-label off side effect yeah. of doing things. Like when you have antipsychotic medication that you give to anti-anxiety people, because it works the same way if you give it in a low enough dose. There's things that some medication can do that isn't quote-unquote intended purpose, but mm -hmm. it does it anyways. So, you know, might as well use it for that sometimes, you yeah. know? And, and it's kind of an experiment, too, with that. It's like, we'll yeah. try this one, we'll try that one, we'll try those two together. Yeah. And for some people, it has an effect, and for some people, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And, oh, and then 
another thing. Well, yeah. Oh, no, I was going to say with your diet, too, like where you have to eat like as much salt as you can possibly mm-hmm. cram into your system. Which so is many like, pickles, so many all-dressed chips and pretzels. You know, salt A man looked at me very strangely in the supermarket the other day because I was looking at bags of pretzels and like looking at like, you know, okay, this is 56 grams and it's whatever, 500 <laughs> grams of, or whatever grams of sodium and picking the one that had the highest level of sodium. Mm. I was just like, I just need to find the one that has the most salt. And this guy's like, the hell are you doing? <laughs> like, Everybody else in the world is told the to reduce their salt. Yeah. of the thing that I have been told to do. <laughs> and so, high salt and high caffeine, you have to have high caffeine. Um, I do salt. sometimes. High caffeine can make me feel sick sometimes. Some people yeah. benefit from it. Some people with pots are told, like, don't drink caffeine, don't drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. And some people find that they benefit from it. Often, those are the people that drank a cup of coffee every day while their POTS diagnosis was ongoing. Okay. They always drank tea, they had energy drinks regularly, you know, it was a regular part of them doing stuff, and then them quitting the caffeine makes their heart rate go kind of funky, makes their body freak out a little bit, because it's like, ah, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> They're used to it. And you drink Gatorade almost constantly. Yes. So I have a naturally blue Gatorade. Right blue here. Gatorade. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty much what doctors tell everybody else don't do, that's what they tell you to do. Eat a lot of potato chips. Yeah. Popcorn and Gatorade. You could just eat salt and Gatorade. Mm -hmm. Um, And the Gatorade is because um, people with POTS tend to have a low blood volume in addition to low electrolytes. So I'm trying to replenish my electrolytes as well as my fluids because if you just drink water, then you pee it out because your electrolytes aren't there to like hold it in and, you know, osmosis and diffusion and science stuff. Um... (laughs) It, you know, it's it's got to have enough stuff to know where to go, which is why Gatorade, because electrolytes and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, after IV fluids, I usually feel amazing for like a couple of days. So I'm trying to get on the track to have that done re- regularly, which some people with POTS do, do, you know. Yeah, they, they just go in like once or twice a week, get IV fluids, yeah. and, uh, and then they are good to go for several days. Yes. And they feel normal, which would be great. Usually you feel pretty good, which well, is nice. I mean, your general state is, even though you're drink, eating all the salt and drinking all the Gatorade, is you're dehydrated, and your body doesn't, like, absorb nutrients in the same way. It doesn't seem like it, no. It doesn't seem like <laughs> it. It does. No. Um, so that's about that in a nutshell. Okay, so this is, well, I don't know if it's an upside, but people who have long COVID tend to have very similar symptoms to POTS. Mm-hmm. Yes. And POTS is... Um, it's just not very studied. It's not, um, there's a lot of doctors that don't really know well. Thus the eight year no diagnosis thing. Um, they, they don't know what it is and haven't really heard of it or studied it or anything like that. But people with long COVID because they have a lot of the same symptoms, the hope is now that doctors are going to take a closer look at it and that maybe there will be stuff with long COVID that will be beneficial for POTS patients. Yes, hopefully it'll be looked into more. And I mean, on some level, you can't really blame some of the doctors for not knowing, because I believe POTS was like coined, discovered, put into medical journals for the first time, discussed by doctors for the first time in like the 80s. So like it's a it's a newer thing yeah. in the grand scheme of things. It's, you know, so a lot of people do print out information and bring it to their doctors with them and be like here's the information which also like is the double-edged sword of sometimes 
you have to walk that fine line with your doctor of pretending to be ignorant about your own medical experiences so that their ego doesn't kill you. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. And hopefully you have a good doctor that's willing to... Uh, willing to cooperate with you. Yeah. And when you say, hey, this seems to be working for people, that they'll they'll be on board with it and not, uh, yeah, ego. Should we run through a list of fun symptoms that may seem unrelated, but are in fact all pot symptoms? Yes, go for it. <laughs> so, nausea and vomiting, bloating and stomach pain, hyperhidrosis, which is when you sweat more than normal. My hands, real climbing right now, we're sitting in a cold basement. That's how my life is. Welcome to, welcome to the club. Uh, nocturia, which is waking up in the middle of the night to pee, which you shouldn't be doing. If you're waking up in the middle of the night to pee, that's something your body should not be, should not be doing. Talk to your doctor. <laughs> Oh. Okay, I would just like to add also, pre-diagnosis, you mm -hmm. would wake up from a dead sleep vomiting. Yes. And I kept bringing that up to doctors, and they would say, well, are you anxious? And I'd say, she's asleep. How much anxiety can you be under when you're in a dead sleep? And she would wake up, like, in the act of throwing up. Yeah. And that was still not did not set off alarm bells for Apparently not. so many doctors. Okay, carry on. Um, the dizziness and vertigo, there's fun fatigue. Some people with POTSA do have chronic fatigue syndrome, and they are also diagnosed with that. Um, there's also, like, heaviness fatigue, which is, like, sometimes your body and muscles just get so tired, it's like you're wearing a lead suit, and it is physically difficult to do things because of how tired your body feels. I It's hard to explain to people that don't get that feeling, but that's kind of <laughs> what it is. Um, you can't regulate your body temperature, so, like, I wear layers a lot so that I can take them off when I need to, so that I can cool myself down, because it is just not a fun time when you are too warm and you can't get cooler, or you're too cold and you don't have anything to warm yourself up with, which happens to me constantly. Temperature, temperature control is key. Uh, <laughs> we yeah. need air conditioning, we need heating, blankets all the time, sweaters are strewn on every surface in every home I live in, that's just the way I live. You're going to have to get used to it if you're near me. <laughs> yeah. It's just how it is. Um, there's the headaches, the body aches, joint pain, muscle pain, all that kind of stuff. There's that anxious, nervous, jittery, fight or flight kind of feeling that you get sometimes, mm -hmm. which like, it's just this nervous energy feeling. I like, I can't explain it. It's like, I'm not afraid of anything. There's not anything going on. It's like when you're playing a video game and you can hear the boss music, but there's not an enemy yet. And you're like, oh my God, where is it? Okay, come on. <laughs> you can hear the music and it's making you like look over your shoulder a little bit and you feel nervous, but you're like, there's nothing going on. I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> But it's just like that, and you just have this nervous feeling of like, oh my god, I gotta get up and go, I gotta go, what's going on here, I gotta figure it out. The horror movie is always <laughs> yeah, exactly. about to happen. Exactly. There's always a weird sound behind the door, and you're like, oh my god, do I go check, or do I leave, do I go check, or do I jump out this window right now, what's happening? <laughs> what do I do? Obviously that comes with, like, tremors. Sometimes, like, my leg just shakes, sometimes I just, like, full body shakes. It's kind of spasmy sort of situation. Mm -hmm. Not exactly comfortable. It happens. <laughs> it's whatever. Um, I do get chest and abdominal pain. Definitely one of the reasons I think I'm gonna die of something preventable. <laughs> uh, insomnia issues are really common because, again, your body isn't good at controlling subconscious things. So, if you're tired, you're not tired, 
you know, it flops back and forth, you're not getting the right signals based on the time of day kind of thing, it'll be 2 p.m. and I'm ready to go to bed, or like, it's 4 in the morning and I'm like, why can't I sleep? <laughs> yeah. And it's just... I can't, it, there's nothing I can do about it, you know, I'm, I'm getting the wrong signals, and it's the same way with hunger. Sometimes I'm like, I'm hungry, and I've just eaten, and now I'm hungry again, and I need another meal, and sometimes it's like, I have not eaten a full meal in four days, and I should probably do something about that, I am just not hungry right now. Yeah. yeah. So, like, also a problem. There's the blood pooling in the beer spots, which, beer spots are when you're standing for long periods of time, you kind of get these neon white spots on your legs or on your abdomen. Sometimes people get them on their arms and it's just a symptom of blood pooling. So I used to get them a lot in the shower as a teenager and I just thought that I had the water too hot, but it turns out that that was one of the first <laughs> symptoms that my blood was not doing the right thing when I was standing for long periods in like a, a still position kind of thing where it was just allowing my blood to pool like that. If we knew so, that. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, sometimes I'll even be like standing for too long to like, you know, stand in front of a mirror to do my makeup. I'll like start getting them like on my stomach and stuff mm -hmm. and it's just my blood is pooling in a in a funky way that's not what it should be doing um <laughs> there's the light and sound sensitivity because mm -hmm. my body's just like it's not processing things properly a lot of times so my eyes don't dilate properly and then sometimes things just feel like they're a lot louder than they are because I don't even know, maybe it's a relativity thing, like my body is having trouble regulating what sounds are loud and what sounds aren't because mm -hmm. there's not a lot of background noise to fill in the space Yeah. at that given time, because usually it's like when it's the only thing, I'm like, oh my god, that's so loud, but the volume will yeah. be on a three. And that's <laughs> well, and you have troubles like in movie theaters and stuff like that sometimes. Oh yeah, concerts. You know, when movie theaters are a thing. Real loud. <laughs> usually for me, um, there's coat hanger pain, which is like when I'm standing for a long time, my shoulders and like up near my neck get so sore and it's like where you would put a coat hanger in a jacket kind of thing is where the pain is that like upper neck kind of shoulder triangle area so that's why it's called that anyways fun fact I guess um <laughs> and it's uh, not comfortable not fun one of the reasons why I had trouble working um because like standing up and walking around and working with customers and moving merchandise from mm -hmm. pallets to shelves and stuff you're just standing for long periods of time and the coat hanger pain was unfrickin' real like it was really bad yeah <laughs> um dry skin is also something that happens because your body's just not allocating things properly you're often dehydrated because it's not putting things where it's supposed to and you know you pee out a lot of moisture that you're taking in if mm -hmm. you're just drinking water so fun times um, there's something that I have labeled here in my notes as just in quotations, what muscle is this? Then two question marks after it, because I don't know what to call it. Sometimes people with POTS don't have, like, your brain can't select what the correct muscles are for doing a certain task. So, like, you know, you bend down to pick up a box on the floor and your brain is like, oh, I know exactly what muscles to use for that. And sometimes my body will just be like, I don't know, try the delts, figure it out, man. <laughs> and it just feels like it doesn't know what to do. So sometimes people will um, inadvertently injure themselves because they can't, their brain doesn't know what it's doing, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess that's just uh, kind of kind of where that goes. And then, yeah, and then the brain fog. Brain fog, excellent yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. Forgetful. I mean, some days it's fine and some days it's just 
I feel really spacey and like I can feel myself wandering off into different directions and I like try to watch a YouTube video and I'm like seven minutes in and I'm like I am thinking about the dog I am not here right now man <laughs> well and that's the thing too is that all it's none of these things are like consistent they're all it seems like a totally unrelated web until someone's like oh ho yeah but well, guess. And, and it's not like you have all of those things every day it's like yeah. you might have whatever really bad whatever nausea things. one day and then no nausea for three days yeah and then it comes back a month later and it's really bad for two weeks but then i don't have it again for a month mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. yeah and i mean some days it's like i'm walking and i'm doing chores and i'm cleaning my house and doing a bunch of stuff all day and it's fine and then other days it's really really not yeah which brings know. us into fun spoon theory which is that um which is the theory that people with chronic illness have less, quote, spoons, which are a indicator of energy. So, like, a standard person will have a drawer full of spoons for their day, and mm -hmm. one spoon to shower, and one spoon to get dressed in the morning and get ready for their day, and someone like me might be like, well, it takes three spoons to shower, so I'm not doing that today, or, you know, another day it might be five spoons to shower because it just takes so much energy because you just, you're just not there today. And other days you might have 15 spoons, and some days you might have 35, and My if spoons. you decide... It's... The woman who decided on this had lupus, and was explaining to her friend why she was having energy issues, oh. and that was just what she had, okay. like, a lot of on hand. She just picked up the spoons, in her, spoons. Okay. in her silverware drawer and, like, used them as visual, physical gotcha. indicators for her friend, and was like, if I choose to shower today, there's two spoons, and, like, I'm out of that energy, and it doesn't exist anymore. And she's right. like, if gotcha. I have 15 spoons for the next day, I could borrow two spoons from the next day so that I can go to the mall with my friends and have enough spoons for that. But then I might not have enough spoons for the rest of my week because I didn't plan ahead properly. And then I've got to, you know, if you overdo yourself, you're in for a time is basically what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. If you have POTS, take it easy. Be kind to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> if you have any chronic illness, take it easy and be kind to yourself. Uh, your body does not have the same physical limitations as someone who is abled. So, yeah, you know, be kind to your functionality limitations. Well, yeah. It can only do what it can do. True. Yeah. Should we touch on um, that there is no root cause of POTS? There's right. no, like, they don't know if you why. get this, then POTS, the end. Uh, that's how you get it. Uh, there is none of that. Some There are some theories. Um, people get bacterial and viral infections and then get POTS, and they say, that's it, I got sick, it was very severe, and that's the root mm -hmm. and there is some evidence that viral and bacterial infections traumatic events even things like uh, pregnancy and childbirth can be physically traumatic enough to cause people to develop hot symptoms mm -hmm. and I mean maybe it's anecdotal maybe there's enough yeah. evidence where they're gonna be like yeah maybe there's some people that are predisposed where pregnancy will make this happen for them or having natural childbirth will make this happen for them or you know some people say like I just broke my hip and like that was a traumatic enough event to whatever some people mm -hmm. say it's a mental trauma and they're so distressed that it you know messes yeah. with their brain function and I mean how do you tell you know yeah. how do you how do you test people to be like well your POTS is from the meningitis you got when you were 17 and your POTS is from the streptococcal thing that got out of control and your POTS is from like how they do you even know? know yeah some people think it's from vaccine reactions which um in this household we take vaccines just to be very clear yeah. um <laughs> We don't think that. <laughs> um, I do have 
poor reactions to vaccines, which I think yeah. is probably from a lot of them being cultivated in chicken eggs. Which well, I'm you just have a poor reaction to, to just about any medication you take. I do. I'm just I'm sensitive. I'm a sensitive little bean. And a lot of it gets thrown up. A lot of it gets thrown up. This yeah. is also a fact. I'm a sensitive bean. Um, some people think that people who have poor vaccine reactions that that can instigate it and I do sometimes wonder like I had some pretty violent aggressive reactions to vaccines in like the fourth grade maybe some of them were whatever traumatic enough for it to affect that but also like but it could be the other way around too it could be that you you had that reaction it doesn't mean that that caused anything it could be that you had pots and this was showing up in the the reaction that you had or same thing like pregnancy or child whatever any of those things it could be that you already have pots and this is now showing itself in those ways it doesn't necessarily mean Mm -hmm. it's all just correlation anecdotal correlation really like there's nothing that really shows and I mean that feel, anything free causes to, anything. feel free to spitball on your own illnesses I mean it doesn't hurt anyone to say like I think that my thing stemmed from blah 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 right a lot of people do that feel free to join the masses uh, jump on that bandwagon um but there's no like decided root cause there's no yeah. like you know if you get a viral infection, this is what's going to happen to you, or no. this could happen to you, or anything like that. Wasn't there something too about there's that they think maybe like your, oh, what is it, your vagus nerve or whatever? Oh, vagus the, nerve. Vagus nerve. There's a lot of talk around like the vagus nerve and potentially that having know, a link somehow of. Yeah, there being. I mean, your body is just a very complex, interconnected system. Yeah. There's got to be stuff going on all over the place that affects other things we're unaware of yeah well I think because it's um it's not researched much and and probably because people can still live their life you're not lying in a hospital bed or anything like that Mm. and so it's you know not a not an illness that gets uh looked into a lot to I be clear on that point though like even though there's I believe the statistic right now is one to three million North Americans are currently diagnosed or experiencing POTS or POTS like symptoms um, 25% of people that have those diagnoses are so disabled that they can't work right. so it's not like it isn't affecting well, people well not, not, not saying yeah, it doesn't affect no. you but you're not like people aren't dropping dead from yeah, it or no, anything it's not like fatal yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're not like uh, you can still, well, it's not the greatest quality of life, but there is still quality of life with it. So yes. I don't know. I just kind of think that that's I'm not why looking it's into not, euthanasia. It's not <laughs> studied as much as other things because because of that, right? Like yeah, it's, it's not, something you can shove off and be like, well, you can deal yeah. with it. Come back in three weeks if yeah. it gets excruciating. <laughs> also, it's probably a thing too that it's almost all females. So. And that is just a good thing old where, medical prejudice, right? Where men's stuff gets studied, you know, they'll come up with stuff like Viagra, but that only affects boy boys. So, you know, yeah, yeah, girls get uh, dismissed. And I would just say that I've been to many doctor's appointments with you and watched you get dismissed. So, of them acting as though she's just trying to get attention and making things up making this up and that sort of thing so very frustrating which I mean like if I was trying to get attention I'd pick something more fun right (laughs) (laughs) like not to be a dick but like you know if I wanted attention isn't there something like better I could do than like pretending that I can't clean my house and like 
can't shower regularly because I can't stand up for long periods of time, and that, like, oh, it's so hard to pretend I can't do my dishes, so I just have no dishes in the house. Like, frick, man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, Jesus. Yeah. Like, when it's bad, it's not fantastic. So, like, you know, standing up is a thing that's required for a lot of chores. (laughs) Your house becomes unkempt quickly when standing is the thing you have trouble with. Maybe I just need to get all of my things wheelchair accessible. <laughs> Call it a day. Well, that might work too. You could have one of those little elevators that takes you up the stairs in your house. Oh god, yes. The little chairs that you sit in. I just need to live somewhere that doesn't have stairs. Well, that would be useful also. That would also be that useful, also yes. But you had a ramp at that last place and you fell down it. <laughs> there was ice. There was ice. Just saying. There was ice and arguably a ramp is worse for ice because it's at an angle. Okay. True. <laughs> Me. All right. Any other um, statistics or facts regarding pot that you can uh, throw out there? Um, invisible disabilities suck. Yeah. I uh, that would be a disability that you can't. I uh, I would say tell immediately offhand. Right. You know, if you see yeah. someone with a cane, if you see someone in a wheelchair, yeah. you're kind of like, oh, there's likely something up. <laughs> yeah. Me lying on the floor of a Starbucks because I might pass out unapparent that something is going on. (laughs) Other than you're weird. (laughs) Seems strange. Um, I implore you to look up chronic illness memes online. They're hilarious and also uh, very true. (laughs) Um, Usually uh, humor is a very good way of getting people to understand things. So, you know, if you're sarcastic or humorous about even a negative situation, it helps people to uh, come to terms with it because it doesn't make them as uncomfortable. So I implore you to look at memes if uh, (laughs) it makes you uncomfortable in any kind of way. Even if it doesn't, memes are funny. Feel free. Um, (laughs) uh, In addition to that, on the internet, there are groups online that exist that basically think uh, POTS is fake, and they post pictures from the communities online that exist of chronically ill people or pictures of chronically ill people existing in the world with indicators whatever t-shirt bumper sticker you know leash on their dog that indicates that they have this chronic illness um and they're cruel about it and claim that they have what do they call that munchausen's syndrome they claim that they are making it up for attention that it's like a mental health issue, that they think that this is wrong with them kind of thing, um, those people are incorrect. My heart rate very much gets very, very high every time I stand up. Measurable. Um, With scientific instruments. (laughs) Yes. Um, If you feel that way, I implore you to address your own um, internalized ableism and fear around uh, disabled people, because that's what it strikes me as, honestly. The, Mm. like, well you can't just get sick on something that you don't know the cause of and, you know, you have to be born that way or have an accident or else um, it's just scary and something that could happen to me so I need to pretend like you're making it up. And, you know, that goes hand in hand with the people that I, you know, want to see you as inspirational or very much want you to just get better so that they can imagine that they would get better if the same thing was happening to them. Right. You know, people that go, you tried yoga, have you tried keto, have you tried green smoothies every morning? And it's like, they want to believe that if they had what I had, and they did yoga, and they did keto, and they drank green smoothies every morning, they would not be as sick as I am, and that they would be functional and it would be fine for them. 
I implore you to address your internalized ableism. I am newly diagnosed. I continue to address my own internalized ableism. Uh, internalized isms are not inherently bad. They are internalized for a reason. Your refusal to address them is the bad thing. Right. <laughs> Do better. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, well, I guess that uh, wraps it up on the uh, intro to POTS. Yeah, um, uh, POTS the intro story. Uh, this ran a little long. We apologize. Yes. We're at almost 40 minutes. Um, and, but yeah, here's hoping that, uh, it'll get looked into a bit more now that people have long COVID, so pandemic might have been a good thing for you. Silver, (laughs) silver lining for all the people that are, um, horribly sick right now in addition to me. I mean, like, you know, it kind of feels like people with POTS are, like, banking off of more people getting long COVID and getting sick in the long term, which, like... It's in the grand scheme of things, I'd prefer you to get long COVID over dying, but I'd also yeah. prefer you to not get long COVID at all because being, you know, having what I have sucks. But also, on the other hand, if you are one of the people that did not wear a mask and got COVID because you refused to stop going to parties or hanging out with your friends the whole time, and then you got long COVID, um, maybe it's karma that now you have to live life like I do, where I don't get to see my friends or have much of a social life because of how horribly debilitating my disability is. Yes. So maybe for you people specifically, that's karma for everyone else. I'm very sorry. It just um, sucks. Condolences. I'm there in that boat with you. I hope we figure it out. Um, everyone else suck it. Uh, <laughs> JK, but also wear a mask, get vaccinated, etc., etc. Yep. Be kind to others. Yeah. That about sums it up. Okay. All right. See y'all later with more pots and visible disability, et cetera, et cetera, information. All right. We're out.